0: Welcome in. It's Campo and Joe. We are happy to be back on any of our ten ten XL channels. Be it Facebook Live, be it our YouTube channel, or you're just downloading our podcast and just listening to the dulcet tones of one Dave Campo and Joe C. Anywhere where you find your podcast or watch us, we always appreciate it. Dave, you ready to go? I'm ready to go.
1: Uh, kind of a a rough uh, outing this yeah. last outing with the Jags, kind of Houston number two. Whew. But oh uh, I'm ready to go. I, okay. I'm you know I'm. I'm an eternal optimist. Things are going to oh, get better.
0: I was going to say we're ready to go on this Campbell and Joe podcast, but they were not ready to go on Sunday, and that's probably the, it's the big kick in the rear end for for Duval and for the Jaguars fan base. So we're going to try and tear into this game. I'm going to ask you a few questions from coming out of the bye week. What should have happened? What should have looked better? But let's just start with the game first, okay? And then we'll kind of go back to that, that big picture stuff. But just in the game itself, you know, did it look like a polished football team that was rested and been able to come back uh, and, and maybe come out and build off of that win in London? It certainly didn't
1: to me. No, it, it didn't. And uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm just uh, a, a little uh, confused, disappointed a little bit because, you know, my picture of Urban Meyer – has always been very disciplined, very uh, on top of everything, mm-hmm. both from a player standpoint and a coach's standpoint. And I don't know, since I'm not there, right. you know, I'm looking at it just like you guy, you are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from a from a distance. But my impression of of how his team would be, I'm disappointed when you have so many mistakes, and I'm talking about, you know, offsides on an interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple of uh, personal fouls. You're going to get some personal fouls here or there. Uh, but, you know, when you got 12 men on the field uh, twice, back-to-back, uh, it, it's not a real organized situation in that ball game, and I'm disappointed in that.
0: All right, stay there for a second, because I know every fan out there, they probably tune into this or they tune into 1010XL or XL Primetime, and everyone is probably saying, how the hell do you have a penalty for 12 men on the field, not once, but twice, in a back-to-back place. In Seattle, they have that sign that says the 12th man. I think the Jaguars took it literally. I don't know what was going on there.
1: Yeah, it must have been where they were playing. They saw 12 men. Let's <laughs> let's roll with it. Uh, you know, it, it, any substitution situation, you have to be on top of as a coach, number one. And sometimes they leave it to the players to make those decisions. If somebody opts out, hurt. You know, we tell them, hey, if you can't go, you're you're completely tired. Right. Raise your hand. And, and a lot of times an, another guy will run in automatically because mm-hmm. that's the way that's been practiced. But normally the assistant coach that's in charge of whatever units out there knows who's on the field in every situation. And, and I, in that case, I don't really know what happened. The first one, I mean, you know, sometimes you make a mistake, but sure. not two plays in a row. Uh, and they had to take a time out on the second one, and and it's just that's just a lack of organization, uh, and uh, obviously you the head coach has to be on top of that.
0: He, he really does, and I you know I I'm going to try and ask you to drill down for the fans to give us a little bit better idea but the you know the outside guy looking in it's frustrating as all get out to have uh, an excited fan base be rewarded with that product and so i can't help before we get to the actual personnel on the field i can't help but just really get ticked off at the at the at the work that apparently wasn't put in in a bye week you've had players like Dewan Smoot come out after the game and said that they just weren't together a bunch because they had the days off what is going on with a coaching staff that can't get a, a, a team motivated and ready uh, with a little extra
1: rest to go out and play hard? Yeah, I think some of it, uh, Joe, could be that, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes to handle success, mm-hmm. especially when you're a young football team. You know, you 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 get all the praise from everybody and, the you know, oh, man, they're making improvement and we got a quarterback that's going to lead us. And now it's the second half. And even Urban came out and said, there are no more excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got it. We're we're headed in the right direction, and we're going in that direction. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it's just a lack of focus. And you know, I'm all for the bye week. You know, I think that you can get a lot of things done. I'm not sure that they got done. And, and the other thing I'm not quite sure of is exactly what the the uh, what you can do. Okay, yeah, not, because
0: of the new collective bargaining. Y- yeah,
1: agreement. it's it's a, it's different than than even when I was there. In the old days, we practiced three days. I don't know how many days they practiced mm-hmm. the first week, and we gave them three days off. Right, We had three practices in the first week, and then the bye, and then we had Monday as another practice day, because okay. normally that's just watch the film, mm-hmm. and then the players are off on Tuesday. So we felt we got four days plus the three that we actually get during the week. Mm-hmm. That's a chance to really hone up some things and get to where you're you're playing at your Top rested right. in the whole thing. So I don't know what happened, but they certainly obviously did not come back uh, locked in. Yeah. Some of it might have been they got behind so fast mm-hmm. that they lost focus. Yeah, well,
0: they got behind 14 uh, nothing. In fact, the Seahawks go for it on fourth down uh, with that first drive that they were able to go down and score. Jacksonville was moving the football uh, at an okay clip early, but then Pete Carroll, look, they're trying to end a losing streak, and, they, and he knows what this defense uh, uh, doesn't do well. They don't stop people very often. So he said, we're going for it on fourth down, and if we don't make it here, we'll figure out another way to manufacture ports. Bottom line is, they get in with that first play, and then they let Geno Smith complete 13 straight, Coach, and the 10th straight completion was Shaq Griffin getting beat by D.K. Metcalf. There's no necessarily... Uh, shame in getting beat by DK Metcalf, but holy cow, how can you not have drawn up something defensively to stop or to rattle Geno Smith?
1: Well, I'm not sure. First of all, from a personnel standpoint, we really don't have a pressure rush. Mm. We just are not good enough at this point right now to get pressure on the quarterback. So you couple that they we don't have an identity defensively in my mind, because right. when you look at the defense, they started out in all man. Well, if you're gonna play man, you gotta have guys that can lock down people and a lot of it is the pass rush. So now you say, Okay, we're not getting a pass rush and guys are getting beat. So mm-hmm. we really can't do that. And now after four or five ball games, they start going to more of a zone package. Well, you just don't do that over overnight. Really? You don't you don't line up and know how to uh, squat a corner, mm-hmm. and then play the, the 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 you know the deep area and still be able to play the flat. So there's no identity there.
0: But I'm going to ask a dumb question, and apologies for the dumb question, but there's never a dumb question. If you don't know the answer, <laughs> then it's it's not a dumb question. How is it that in the National Football League, you're not practicing man and zone? I just I don't. I don't get that, especially when you go through all of your offseason work and into this late stage, because you pointed out to me, and this is what Coach Campo did, he couldn't believe that they were just now getting to the idea of rolling to a zone this six weeks into an NFL season.
1: Why is that? You know, I think I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and some of it is just not understanding the who you have mm-hmm. on your ball club. Because when we went to Dallas in 1989, Mm -hmm. we ran Miami's defense verbatim. You know, we were one of the best defenses in college football. right? And we came in and we were a two deep, cover two, two safeties, reroute everybody up front, Mm -hmm. don't let them get get into, you know, intermediate areas, force them to throw the ball quickly and rush the passer. Well, we got scorched. And I'm talking about that first year in 1989, we had over, I think we had over 50 plays over 25 yards. That's a lot. Because there was no pass rush. We didn't have those kind of guys. Yet, you know, we thought we could manufacture them. Sometimes you can't manufacture, it's about who they are. Mm -hmm. So the second year, we go to straight, cover four, take the seams away, force them to throw the ball up in front Mm -hmm. and play. And then we started playing decent defense. Okay. And it was because we looked at our guys and we said, hey, we don't have the pass rush. Right. we got to do something to take the seams of the defense away so they can't hit the big play. Mm-hmm. We've got to force them to move down the field. Then after that, and I know this is a long-winded answer, no, no, but want a lot hear it. of it yeah. to it. Yeah. Our corners were not great. Okay, So in quarters, they're playing Basically, soft man-to-man all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, teams were started to run some routes to take advantage of that defense. Right. We got a couple of corners: Kevin Williams, Larry Brown, and we started pressing the corners and then playing quarters. Mm-hmm. Now they couldn't hit the seams. Every one of the quarter beaters, right. we at least were locked up on a guy. But that's when we knew who we had. I don't think they knew who we had here. Mm-hmm. They came in with Joe Cullen, a guy from uh, Baltimore. They were a man team, and they went with it.
0: Yeah, I guess the one thing that gets me just right off the jump is they hired Joe Cullen. We're going to go, Jaguars are going to go from a 4-3 to a 3-4, which is his strength. It's where basically he's cut his teeth in the NFL. First time as a defensive coordinator, but he's going to come in, he's going to run Wink Martindale's 3-4, but they they free agent signed Shaq Griffin, who is more of a zone cornerback, and so that just in and of itself doesn't align, and so those are the things that get me. And then the other part of it is, is that you are correct, Coach. They are not getting to the quarterback, and so then at that point, when you, every single quarterback that has faced the Jaguars has looked like an all pro, yes. including the most recent guy in Geno Smith. He didn't right. even throw for a ton of yards, but he still was effective. And right. I, and I just feel like you you have to have this. This can't be the first team that is not generating pass rush. That that they should have an answer for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. First of all, I. To me, they're, I'm looking at progress with individuals. Okay. I'm not even looking for progress with team at okay. this point. Okay, Because they don't have people in key positions. And one of them is they don't have anybody that can just affect the passer. Right.
0: Josh Allen is having an okay year, but uh, not...
1: Okay, yeah. but you know they, have to, they had to move, give you an example, this past week, they moved uh, Dewan Smoot mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Which is smart because now you've got somebody that can beat somebody and he got a sack by swimming a guard that can't handle mm-hmm. that kind of a rush. He's quick. You know, he's quick enough. He's an end. Yeah. It's playing tackle. Well, they have to do those kind of things in order to get to the quarterback. They've got to make some changes to who's going after the passer. And unfortunately, the other thing you have a problem with, every one of the quarterbacks in this league, if you give them time. Oh, my God! They're good yeah. enough to beat you. Yeah. I mean, look Including at- Including look, look at Dallas. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they bring Cooper Rush in, and he throws for a bunch. Look at the guy at uh, the Jets. Yeah, let me- He throws for 400. It... You know, it's these guys are- uh, uh, The quarterbacks are not a dime a dozen, you know, but the guys that are there are the best and the best.
0: It's unbelievable. Mike White is, I think, only the second quarterback- Uh, in his second start to throw for over 400 yards. You know the only only other cat to do it? Cam Newton. Okay, that's pretty good company to be in. And then he's the first quarterback for the New York Jets to throw for over 400 yards in, it seems like, decades. We're talking going back into into the 80s. And so you had Geno as a backup. You had uh, Trevor Simeon was thrown yes. in as a backup with the New Orleans Saints. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Yet those backups were producing wins, which brings us to another little bit of a mystery coach. How is it that backups like that can be thrown into the fire yet all these guys that have been coached up as starters are not doing their job?
1: Well, again, they're, you know, they're talented guys, mm-hmm. first of all, but uh to me a quarterback that's effective is a guy that's not getting pressure around okay That's the way he has to get out of the, mm-hmm. you know the guys like Mahomes mm-hmm. special cat
0: yeah
1: uh Prescott special cat for sure uh the Lamar Jackson special cat mm-hmm. but most of the quarterbacks in the league are not like that they're guys that if they don't get pressured they can perform they've got good arms all those guys can make most of the throws. Uh, most of them are are accurate if they don't have anybody in their face. Mm-hmm. But when they get pressure in their face, those are the guys that are, that are special guys. Either they do it by moving, like Mahomes, or they do it because they're just good enough with yeah. pressure that they can make the throws. And uh, at this point right now, obviously, Trevor's not there yet. He's going to be, in my opinion, because he's got the ability to do those things. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's going to get going as it gets going.
0: All right. So let's stay on the Trevor Lawrence topic, because these two defenses, when we came into Sunday's action, they were ranked 20th and 21st. And Seattle was just ahead of Jacksonville, and both teams were giving up a lot of yardage. And we said, defensively, this team just makes everybody look good. Well, out of the game... Seattle moves up. I'll pull it up here, but I believe they went up to 17th and Jacksonville fell to 23rd. So now there's six spots separating the two instead of them being right next to one another. They came up with enough to affect that, to really affect Trevor and, and rattle him and really kind of work that offensive line. Kind of take us there to that part of the game.
1: Well, first of all, you know, the week before they played New Orleans, they didn't get any pressure mm-hmm. in, in the game even though it was a low scoring game they didn't that, get any
0: pressure that's an indictment
1: but they have they had uh some receivers at new orleans mm-hmm. that are pretty darn effective mm-hmm. we don't have those guys right so you get pressure on the quarterback and receivers that are not special guys all of a sudden it's it's a it's a dead game it, it, nothing right. happens in the game and you know that's the unfortunate thing is a quarterback is only as good as the guys around him and that's why it's a team game and we're not there we're mm-hmm. we're not there for trevor
0: yeah and i really it's like it it becomes a this problem plus this problem plus this problem becomes a
1: big old snowball yeah. of bad well the new orleans uh, excuse me the uh, miami game mm-hmm. there were no turnovers right well, you know, we had turnovers. Mm-hmm. We had the interception mm-hmm. on a bad route. That yes. was Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin all the way. That mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't Trevor. Right. And and then we 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 don't make a fourth down play and then another fourth down play. Those are all turnovers. True. True. And and so, you know, when you're turning the ball over, you're getting a bunch of penalties. You you're you're getting a bunch of uh uh misalignments. Mm-hmm. They had one, they had two coverage busts. Joe, one of them, the tight end, was wide open going down the middle. They didn't throw it to him. Just busted the coverage completely. The other one, a big play during the game... They hit a corner route to uh, lock it. Mm -hmm. They had a double cover on him, yeah. And the corner overplayed the guy to the inside when he had the inside guy right there to help him, right? And he went right outside of him and caught a big pass. And and we've actually do that.
0: Yeah, we've actually seen this multiple times. We can even go back to Jameis Winston and the Saints when he made those big plays. Remember in the preseason where guys were there, but then either one overplayed it or underplayed it, as you're describing. So this this gets to the other part of that question. That makes me feel like Joe Cullen and this collection of defensive coaches are actually calling an okay game plan. They're putting guys in the proper call, but there's not enough talent to make the play. Is that fair or unfair? Uh,
1: well, I think that's somewhat fair. Mm-hmm. you know I think that uh the 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 coaching staff has to continue to get better with. Mm-hmm what we can and can't do. Right. But at the same time, you know, that's what you're talking about. That's the talent. If we can't do it, right. we can't do it. <laughs> that's That's all there is to it. Uh,
0: and, and as an example, Tyson Campbell has been basically fed to the wolves here. And we talked to Aaron Beasley on XL Primetime, and he mentioned one very important thing. If you keep getting beat, you are going to lose your confidence. Absolutely. Cornerbacks are the most, you know, they're the cockiest guys out there or wide receivers. You Beasley, know,
1: either, either Beasley made the best comment of all. Yeah. He said, this is a copycat league. If you aren't doing it. Right. They're coming. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and those are the kind of things that you have to you have to make decisions based on, you know, if we have to play soft coverage mm-hmm. for the whole ball game, right? Because we can't cover or we can't, you know, do certain things. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. You you do it until, you know, you, you, you give yourself a chance at least by not giving up big plays.
0: True. It's, it's
1: the umbrella. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, just you know, keep, that's keep... what you have
0: to do. But how how damning can it be to Tyson Campbell's development oh, yeah. if you keep putting him in these bad situations?
1: I think it hurts a little bit. I think okay. confidence is very important, as you said, with the corner position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it, we... You know, you put a guy out there and and, and he, he no pass rush and you're covering one-on-one a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it can get you, Yeah. you know. And hopefully they're tough enough that they can go through that and say, hey, you know, I know we're not there yet. And I mm-hmm. know I'm not there yet. I've got to work to get there. Yeah. And, and hopefully that's the kind of guy he is. They must have seen something in him right. as a staff to let Henderson go. Mm -hmm. And you know know what? I I fight this coach because I see some things
0: that I like. Because I'm sitting there saying, if we're talking about, is he in position to make the play? The answer is yes. He's very close. Everyone says, you got to get your head around, all that kind of stuff. But he is in position. And I'm thinking, all right, good... A good enough set of ball skills that he can be a decent player going forward. But it's getting through all this stuff that that we don't know whether. Yeah. And
1: and again, you know, you're hoping that those guys, and that's why I say when you look at a Tyson Campbell, you look at a Cisco, Mm -hmm. you look at a Tefele, you look at some of these guys that the little, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm hopeful Mm -hmm. either later on in the season or going next year that those guys are going to come to fruition along with the, right. the draft pick that's, that, that are coming yeah. you know, in the future. If we're
0: being real, how many rookies on a bad football team should you expect to be making contributions right away? I know that's kind of a um, – you, know, you there are all sorts of different examples yeah. to look at it, but – Right now, the class doesn't look so hot because a lot of these guys aren't on the football
1: field. Right. How, how much should you be expecting? Well, I think some of that is, I, I think the example I gave before, sometimes the head coach has to say, Darren Woodson right. is starting at safety, Dave Campo. Well, I don't know. He's <laughs> That's young. what Jimmy Johnson told this you back in the Cisco. day. This Cisco. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm coaching Cisco now. Well, you know, he's a rookie. I'm not sure he's right. Re- Dave. Darren Woodson starting at safety, and then you make that move, and he becomes an All-Pro guy because mm-hmm. he was a talent evaluator. I think the same thing has to come sometime during this year with some of these young players. They, uh, at least, Urban
0: indicated, intimated that Cisco doesn't know all the calls to make. Would you be worried about that? that that's why. That's why he has Wingard Dewey back there.
1: Yeah. If I'm worried about my job <laughs> as a secondary coach, I'd be worried about yeah. that. You yeah. know. And I, I was always conservative. You know, I was always put some experience out there. Sure. But there comes a time when you have to say, hey, you know, we started Larry Brown and Kevin Smith mm-hmm. as rookies. And we were number one in defense took, yeah. in the league.
0: You took your lumps.
1: We, we, we were number one mm-hmm. because those guys had the talent and they got better week to week yeah. to week to yeah. week. And that's yeah. why we drafted them. Yeah. You know, and so somewhere along the line, you have to do that. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a little early still. I don't know. Well, but those guys have got to get on the field sometime.
0: Yeah, you took your lumps in the season before. You drafted well. Jimmy was a great eye for right. talent, and and I. That's what we're going to have to find out. All right. So before we wrap up. A couple of things that stuck in your mind coming out of the game, actually on the field, on we, we kind of cl- killed the defense, but anything uh, like on the offensive side, when James Robinson goes out, it really does boil down the very simple fact that this team doesn't have a whole lot of other things going their way. He was their best player yeah, offensively. Yeah, and, and I
1: think he is their best player. Uh, the one thing, though, is when he first went out, you know, Carlos Hyde made mm-hmm. a couple of decent runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the the balance... Changed once they got behind. Mm -hmm. I think it was more of them getting behind, and I thought they had figured out that it doesn't matter that you still have to run the football and and keep a balanced attack. But but you know, you saw the number of times uh, Trevor threw in the ball. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know you you can't throw that many times whether you're behind or not.
0: And and just as a classic example, he had to throw it a ton because they're behind. They're panicking a little bit. Right. They're trying to catch up. And Geno Smith threw for less than two hundred yards because they had the advantage.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's where balance is so important. And and again, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde, I don't think is Robinson, mm-hmm. but you know, there were a lot of drives in that ball game that they started out okay, yeah. and then something happened in the middle of it. But you know, when you don't have balance. You're going to have a hard time winning. Uh, you you can't you can't win that way.
0: Now, the Buffalo Bills, what do we got? Like five minutes left? Yeah. I think it only take you five seconds. Right. Uh, right. That's not a good one. Yeah. That's not a good matchup coming up here and just, uh, right. uh, on Sunday. This is one of the better teams defensively, offensively. I mean, you name it, right?
1: Well, let me just read this right <laughs> here as I'm looking here. They lead the end. Of, first of all, they're 5-2. Yeah. Okay? Which is... They're first in the yeah. division. They lead the NFL in point differential, 120 points. Turnover d- differential, 13. Points per game, 32.7. Points allowed per game, 15.6. Opponent yards per play, 4.58. Now, that in itself tells you that you've got an outstanding football team. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback is... Averaging 5.2 yards per rush. Yeah, he is. Okay, that's without all the throw. He's a good thrower. But when you've got that kind of diversity Mm -hmm. at your quarterback position, from a defensive standpoint, you're looking at a very, very tough matchup.
0: Yeah, because yeah. his skill set just makes everybody just kind of freak just a little bit. At the line of scrimmage, the right. secondary, as you said, he's averaging over five yards per carry. That's a quarterback that's doing right. that, right. especially when you even get to factor in some, some sack numbers. Right. Uh, and here's another one. He's also a pretty good Halloween guy. I don't know if you caught this, Coach, but he dressed up as Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I saw I, I that. thought that yeah. was
1: pretty cool. Yeah, well, I think the guy is, you know, one of the special guys yeah. in the league, and I think we're uh, the thing I'm most concerned about going into the game, and, mm-hmm. and of course we're not hitting all the stuff. But right. the, one of the things I'm the most concerned about is that their head coach is Sean a McDermott. blitzer.
0: Really, yeah, he's a
1: blitzer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that will get you by the throat and choke you. And when you looked at this last game that we had <sighs> yeah. at the end of the game, when the, the it was decided. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they Seattle went to the zero blitzes, mm-hmm. and when they went to the zero blitzes, it was over. Yeah, I mean, we just couldn't protect them. We weren't throwing hot. Right. I mean, nothing was happening when they were bringing everybody and playing straight across the board man. And it makes... so I'm concerned about that because they will go after the rookie yeah. quarterback. Yeah. There's That's no feeding, doubt in my mind. It's feeding time for them. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. Right. That well, it's a it, concern. It's going to be a tough ball game. But you know, Joe, to be honest with you. I would not be a bit surprised if this game was a lot closer than the one we just played. Really? Yep, because that's the NFL.
0: Okay, well, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Listen, I thought the NFL was a bit unpredictable. Now Jacksonville's becoming very predictable yeah. again uh, because I'm smelling 35 to 10 based yeah. on those points per game that you that just think. threw out there. Nah, we'll see. Could we'll be. See. I hope. Yep. I'm like you. I'm an eternal an eternal optimist. We'll see.
1: Well, hopefully we'll... we'll uh, you know, sometimes when you get your butt beat, you, it kind of brings things back into perspective. So, so hopefully that's it.
0: Coach, always a pleasure.
1: My pleasure as well.
0: Good stuff from Campo and Joe. We appreciate you guys tuning in, Facebook Live, the 1010XL YouTube channel, or picking it up on the podcast. Joe C. from XL Primetime and Dave Campo. We'll talk to you next week.